Good evening, high school football fans. This is High School Football America for October the 1st, 2015. I'm Jeff Fisher, host of the show and founder and editor-in-chief of High School Football America and HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Can you believe it? It is October 1st. We're halfway through the regular season. Heck, Alaska begins its uh, playoffs next week, and several states at the end of the month will begin the uh, early rounds of the state playoffs. The season is just flying by. Thanks for everyone that uh, not only tunes in each and every week, but uh, has given uh, they've given us a record uh, year so far at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com with a record number of page views. So we thank you for constantly checking in with us. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, speaking of Alaska, by the way, uh, check in. We have this new blog called A Family Affair written by uh, Drew and Trey Gibbs. Drew, a senior at Soldatna High School, a team going for its fourth straight Alaska State title. They've now won 36 straight. Uh, Drew, the star linebacker and running back there, uh, blew out his knee, uh, had surgery done by uh, the uh, Surgeon of the Stars, Dr. James Andrews in Florida, and uh, Drew and Trey have been uh, blogging for us uh, on HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com about what it's like to come back. Drew has a real shot at uh, leaving Alaska and playing in the uh, in college football at the Division II level. He's gotten a lot of nice offers so far. They've stuck by him even with the ACL injury, so you can keep up with what's going on with Drew there. Don't forget the, uh, the turnaround, the blog written by Jason Strunk, the head coach at Lubbock High School. Congratulations to Strunky. They picked up a big win, their first win of the season last week against Estacado, a team within the Lubbock School District, and uh, Strunky on a high, and now they're uh, focusing on trying to get this thing turned around where they get to the playoffs for only the uh, second time in four decades. Uh, some some tough news again on the field this week uh, in New Jersey, western New Jersey, uh, my hometown, uh, back in that area, the Lehigh Valley, western New Jersey, uh, Lehigh Valley in Pennsylvania, Evan Murray, a senior quarterback for Warren Hills Regional High School, died um, Friday night. He uh, took a, uh, a hit. Uh, he uh, walked off the field under his own power, but later uh, went down again on the sidelines when they took him uh, to the hospital. He passed away at the hospital. Uh, the, uh, the medical examiner's office saying that he had an enlarged spleen, which uh, uh, caused some bleeding, uh, too much bleeding, and uh, our hearts and prayers go out to uh, the, uh, the family of Evan Murray, obviously, all the people back there at the Warren uh, Hills School District, uh, the, the community, uh, this affects everyone and uh, our heartfelt prayers uh, going out to the uh, the Murray family. Out here in Southern California, more on-field nonsense. It's, it's disgusting, the violence that's going on in a game between Lakewood and Milliken out of Long Beach uh, last week. Lakewood won. It was a big rivalry game. Uh, video coming out that uh, one of the Milliken players had taken Victor Bates when he got down and his helmet flew off, kicked him in the chin, uh, was able to uh, converse on Twitter with Victor, who's a uh, an Oregon State verbal commit, uh, broken tooth. He said he had trouble sleeping earlier in the week from the pain of it all. Uh, no flag was thrown on it. Uh, we're still waiting for word. The Milliken coach has been in uh, the media saying he will suspend the player. Nothing on that yet. But what really took a weird turn was uh, after the game, Jimmy Nolan, the head coach at Lakewood, who I've spoken to several times this week uh, was ejected but he didn't find out he was ejected after the game he found out the next day so I'm kind of going through things keep up to date with the 
story at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. What's weird about it is uh, Jimmy Nolan was not ejected by the referee while he was on site. It came afterwards. He, uh, he said uh, he was there. His principal was there. He did not hear that he was ejected. He did have a discussion that turned into a, an argument after the game. But the referee did not do anything at that point. The, uh, the principal corroborates that story, says, yes, no ejection was made. And then the uh, Long Beach Football Officials Association turned in the ejection to the uh, CIF Southern section, which says, hey, there's no appeal here. You must sit out the next game. Uh, they have a bye week this week. Does uh, Lakewood? They will play their rivalry game, another rivalry game against Long Beach Wilson the following week, which uh, Coach Nolan will have to sit out. What's strange about the whole situation to me is this: um, the CIF says yes, it is something that happens where you get an ejection and the the person, player, or the coach doesn't know about it at the time. And and my point is, okay, fine, that's the rule. My trouble with that is, okay, well, how does that you know now go toward the player that kicked? Victor Bates. Uh, shouldn't the official uh, later on that night when he sees the videotape of it or the next day sees the videotape, can't he eject that kid? Again, I'm not looking to um, stir the pot here, but there seems to be some inadequacy in the rule, and we're trying to get this all sorted out and uh, check highschoolfootballamerica.com out to see the latest on the story there. want to welcome in all of our partners. Uh, Thursday Night Football already underway. Check out all the scores at highschoolfootballamerica.com, powered by ScoreStream. Uh, they are on there for you. One top 25 game tonight. Mail out of Kentucky looking for a 7-0 start. They are number 20, and they are taking on Pleasure Ridge Park. You can keep up to date with that score. We have the scoreboards broken out state by state by score stream. And if you're out at a game, why not get the app and score along? It's a lot of fun. Crowd scoring uh, through score stream. All of our scores provided throughout the weekend by score stream. Also, uh, our partners at USA Today, USA Today High School Sports. They are the leaders in uh, high school sports. They've uh, been doing the Super 25 rankings in football since the early 80s. They uh, take our uh, two-minute drill and put it up every Tuesday and Thursday. Thursday, and we uh, share content back and forth. Great guys there, Josh Barnett and company. Check them out at usatodayhss.com. Now, coaches, help yourselves out by getting a couple of technologies that we have here, great partners of ours that will make your life easier and give you a competitive edge. Talking about Echo 1612, instant replay on your sidelines. And, folks, these are the guys that created. Coaches, I know you're getting bombarded by all these people that are coming out of the woodwork saying, hey, we've got instant replay. Well, these guys at Echo 1612 invented it. Yeah, when they invent something, it means something. It's like, you know, it's great. Steven Jobs invented Apple. Now, what if uh, Joe Schmuckenfudge comes along and says, hey, I just invented uh, another type of Apple. Forget about it. You can't beat Apple. You can't beat Echo 1612. Go to echo1612.com. Again, they have done it right. Chad Cargill, the founder, the creator, is a football coach. It's made for football coaches, by football coaches, make tomorrow's adjustments today that's right you can watch it eight seconds after the play is done you don't have to watch it during film breakdown on saturday show your players what they did wrong it'll give you a competitive edge also brought to you tonight by crossover with a k crossover.com forward slash football for a five 
free a free five minute demo from these guys and they do a great it's it's compatible with huddle but it breaks down your game film into a great report you don't have to sit there on saturdays and sundays away from the family spending all that time tagging uh, fast forward rewind all of these things that you need to do crossover does it for you these guys are awesome they're blowing up They've got uh, some big partners there. I was in uh, Florida with them uh, when they were with the Miami Dolphins at the uh, South Florida Media Day. And I'll tell you what, every coach that we showed it to while we were there went, wow, this is cool. I need this. And several of them signed up right there on the spot. I can tell you out here in Southern California, Long Beach Poly, yeah, the Jackrabbits with all those players that go on to the NFL. Antonio Pierce, former NFLer, now in his second year as the head coach. He's still on ESPN as an announcer there. He believes in it and bought it for his team. Check him out, crossoverwithak.com forward slash football. And how about uh, October? It's Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Get your pink spats from the good folks at Southern Sport, the TDI Razor, the Debris Inhibitor Razor. They have the pink spats. Keep those pesky rubber pellets from field turf out of your shoes. It gives you the great look of spatting without that high cost of tape. Tape's expensive, especially the pink tape. So uh, check them out, tdirazor.com. 23 great colors. You will get a discount by using HSFA, the code, when you go on to their website, tdirazor.com. Razor with a U, R-A-Z-U-R.com. All right, let's get things off and rolling here. Two great guests on the show tonight, guys that have won a lot of football games. Between them, uh, about 600. We're going to start with Jack Hensis from Dunmore. He is going to become the 16th coach to enter the 400-win club in America. Only 16. It's a pretty exclusive club. He has 399 wins. Dunmore in northeast Pennsylvania. And uh, tomorrow night against Carbondale, uh, Coach Hensis may bring home number 400. So he'll be our first guest. And then later on in the show, Center Grove, number 18 in the latest High School Football America Top 25. The algorithm rankings are formula. Hey, we're ahead of a lot of people. I'm going to write a story about that, I think, tomorrow, where you can see how good our algorithm is. We're very, very proud of how we rank teams. We don't put the opinion in there. In there. We let the facts stand for themselves. And the coach of uh, Center Grove, Eric Moore, who won his 200th game a couple of weeks ago, is going to join us and talk about the Trojans who are uh, marching toward an Indiana state championship an action-packed show going to get right to it taking a break after a word from our sponsors when we come back we're going to talk with jack hensis head coach at dunmore high school in pennsylvania looking for win number 400 that and more you're listening to high school football america on the artist first radio network instant replays on a high school football sideline seriously Yes, the future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay sideline system to your coaching toolbox. How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay sideline system works with both your current booth and end zone cameras plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection 
data plans, or Internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. Turf rubber pellets be gone. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The Razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The Debris Inhibitor Razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable. And it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The Debris Inhibitor Razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. Listen up, football coaches. You need to check out a new scouting film solution called Crossover. That's Crossover with a K. Crossover Intelligence for Football gives you the edge you need to defeat your opponents. They not only break down and analyze scouting games for you, but they give you interactive tendency reports to diagnose your opponent's strengths and weaknesses. Crossover is your personal advanced scout, accessible from any mobile device or PC, and even integrates with your existing film platform like Huddle. Just transfer your scouting film from your existing video exchange service to the Crossover website, and in as little as 12 hours, your film will be completely indexed and tagged. Each play will become its own clip, allowing you to search the footage for anything you'd like. Their interactive down and distance reports will let you visualize your opponent's play calls in every situation or formation. Crossover Intelligence will give you the scouting edge you need to defeat your opponents. Go to crossover.com forward slash football to sign up for a quick five-minute demo to see how it can work for your team. That's crossover with a K, crossover.com forward slash football.
High school sports fans, check out USA Today High School Sports, America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out USA Today, HSS.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. This portion of High School Football America brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. Check out the Super 25 by going to usatodayhss.com. Well, this Pennsylvania boy always loves to travel back home, and we've got a great story to talk about here at the top of the show. Is uh, We have a coach uh, heading for the 400-win milestone. There's only 15 in that club right now, and Jack Hensis, who's been at uh, Dunmore High School in northeastern Pennsylvania, the Hall of Fame coach, has been doing it for a long, long time. Don't want to make him seem too old, but uh, 45th year. Comes into uh, this Friday's game on the brink of 400, 399 victories, 157 defeats, and eight ties and uh, comes from a great bloodline. Dad was a great uh, Hall of Fame coach in Pennsylvania as well and uh, Jack Hensis is on the line right now to uh, to talk about what's been a, uh, a glorious career up until this point but uh, maybe some big celebrations coming up here in the next week or so. Welcome to the show coach. Well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Sure. Let's uh, let's kind of dive right into it. And, uh, you know, I, I want to kind of start back and move forward. And I, I guess the best thing we can start with is, is your dad. Uh, dad John, uh, 251 wins in his career from 1936 to uh, the, the 60s. And uh, you played under him and, and coached under him. How, how much did dad uh, have a role in your early career as a professional? And now do you ever find yourself somewhere on the brink going, oh, dad did this or dad would have done that? Uh, can can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, yes. You know, I coached my dad for, uh, first of all, I played for him. And then, of course, I coached him for six years. And uh, <laughs> during that time, after my second year, he said to me that uh, you're ready to, to go. And I said, uh, what do you mean by that? And he said, uh, you're ready to call the plays and the defenses. And I'd go before every game and uh, tell him what we're going to do. And he said to me, oh, I put you in charge. That's what you're going to do. And I'd go to the specialty teams and I'd say, what do you want to do, Dad? He said, I put you in charge, <laughs> you know. And, of course, uh, I was very fortunate at a young age to uh, be an opportunity to be the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, special teams coach at uh, one time because it was just my dad and myself as assist, as his number one assistant. That one, he only had one, and that was with him at that particular time. But he was a great, a great, a great role model for our, our players. Uh, we have a uh, Blake Bell organization uh when he retired and after he passed away, they got a monument made for him in uh, in Italy. Uh, bronze uh, statue was put in front of Valley View Stadium, which it cost the the, uh, the the team members and everyone else uh, $35,000. We have our meetings once every uh, every uh, second uh, Monday of the month. And, of course, we have a reunion every year uh, up at the uh, Montel Country Club. And uh, every year, of course, there's getting less and less people there because of People have been passed away, but sure. we have a large group come up there and we reminisce some of the things that the player. We have a lot of fun there. We have good food and good refreshments, and everybody enjoys themselves. Jack Hensis on the line tonight, uh, Hall of Fame coach uh, in Northeast Pennsylvania, Dunmore High School, uh, looking for win number 400. He's one away from that. And uh, let's just stick with Dad for one more question there. So, so Dad is that Hall of Fame coach. How much pressure was on uh, Jack <laughs> to be a Hall of Fame coach at the beginning there? Did you feel any of that? No, I did not. You know, I always felt that I, I watched him when I was 12 years of age, come home from practice and do the things, the doodling on, on notebooks and things like that. And 
he loved he loved his church. He, he loved teaching. <laughs> of course, he loved his players. You know, many of them, in those days, many people couldn't go to school because they uh, they didn't have the finances to go to school. And, and many of the play, people went to school on football scholarships, became doctors, lawyers, and you name it. And, and those those individuals have never forgot what he has done for them in that particular town of Blakely High School, which people reminisce very very well. And, and we always said, once a Blakely Bear, always a Blakely Bear. Right, and now it's uh, part of the the Valley View uh, School District, and uh, Coach Hensis is on the line right now. And Coach, since this is a national show, and I, I I grew up in Northeast Pennsylvania, basically a little south of you, went to King's College. Let's give the listeners a snapshot of Dunmore. It's it's not the big metropolis. It's not Philly. It's not Pittsburgh. How would you describe Dunmore to the listeners? Well, it's a small town. You know, at one time I first came here in 1970, we used to have 250 students in a class, and of course there's. Uh, there's no place to build in Dunmore anymore. So right now we graduate 105 and maybe 110. So we're a very small school, but we still play a lot of AAA schools. And, you know, we've been very, very fortunate over the years uh, to do that. But the people have treated me extremely well here, and I love being here. I love teaching. I love. I have a full teaching load. I don't want it any other way. I teach from period one to period eight every day, and then I go to football practice. And my day starts at 5.30 in the morning. You know, I get up and get my things I have to get done, and I serve Mass at our local church. <laughs> uh, I'm a Catholic, of course, and I serve Mass every morning there. And uh, there are many things that I kind of tease the students. I, you know, don't sleep your lives away because someday I'm going to sleep on a phone time. <laughs> you know, so I, I really enjoy whether it's Saturday or Sunday, I'm up at 5.30. And, you know, as I mentioned, and I, I just want to get many things done during the day that I have to. But I love the students have been great to me here. I've had some... Uh, great student athletes that have gone to big things in in the professional level and the college level and you know, we've, we've got a great school system here. Yeah, you have a lot of uh, ties to the NFL. We'll talk about that in a second. Jack Hensis on the line tonight, the head coach at Dunmore, a Hall of Fame coach closing in one win away from 400. Only 15 to this point uh, have done that, and uh, he would become uh, number 16 to get to there, and it's just a, a, a magical number, and I know you're going to kind of defray the talk on that in a second, but let's uh, let's let's talk about those early years in the 70s when you, you show up at Dunmore there. You, you come in with a pedigree, like I said, from Dad, and all that uh, was there were there certain things that you did early on in the 70s that have continued through till today in 2015 where you can say hey this is what a, a Jack Hansis team is all about well you know first of all I was the head coach of Wyoming area for four years and we were 32 and 12 before we got there uh, the four schools uh, they played each other and they won and they won, they won their games and of course I was let go because I wouldn't fire assistant coaches, you know, for oh. particular reasons. And I, okay. I said, there's no reason for me to do that. We're, I think we're doing a very good job. And we, you know, we got many kids to school academically and, and athletic scholarships. But when I came to Dunmore, Lucas Stanza, who was the head coach here, let me come on the field and coach the first year, taking a freshman team. And Lou and I played against you know, this personal friend of mine. He went to Michigan State. He's an all-state running back. And we've been very good friends over the entire year. But, you know, we're an off-tackle team. We run the football. We don't throw the ball that much, and we've kept that we've kept that pedigree right to the end right now. You know, that uh, we feel we tell our kids if we can't run off tackle, then we have a very very difficult time trying to win the team and to try to win this game. If it isn't broken, uh, don't have to fix it, I guess, is the best way to look at it. Uh, played in the state championship game last year, won state championship uh, at Dunmore since you've been there, Coach. Um, you mentioned, uh, you know, I think you've had, what, uh, three young men that have gone on to the NFL. You've got uh, Vic Fangio, the defensive coordinator for the Bears right now. Uh, how proud of you are, uh, how proud are you of the fact that uh, little tiny Dunmore has been able to do some big things and send some kids on to the big area? 
Well, we're very fortunate. I said we have a good educational system here, and we have athletes that 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 do their best they possibly can on the field for us. And you know, Joe was uh, was my first quarterback here, and uh, he's been in the National Football League about 30 years. So you, you don't keep people if you're, unless you're good. You're good people and everything else. And and then Victor, of course, is the defensive coordinator. Victor Fangio, he's been around quite a bit. And he's with the Chicago Bears right now. And Tony, is Joe's brother, he coached in the National Football League for about. I think 10 years he's with the uh, the Colts and then of course he's he's with the the Texans and right now I think he's the, the offensive coordinator in division school in Texas. But we're so proud of those and the best thing about those individuals uh, and in fact they invited me out to camps this past summer and that's where I went with my son and my two of my grandchildren. They treated us extremely well. Get us we had enough film to look at. They took us to dinner with the players and you know I met the head coaches and it was just a tremendous experience for us. And we were there, and they never forgot where they came from. You know, it's funny. I had a coach, uh, Mike Patton Sr., on the line a couple of years ago. He's a good friend of mine. Of course, Mike's been retired from CB West for a while, but uh, son's coaching the Browns, and he was talking about, uh, you know, going to camps with him now and, and the difference in the game. What's the biggest difference you see in the game? Uh, not to make you sound that old, but you've been around a while. <laughs> What's the biggest difference between the game then and now? Well, I think the big thing is is a passing game, you know, is – uh, they wanted scoring the National Football League, and you know the, the the type of sets that people use. And we're getting those in high school right now. So you have to have talented athletes, uh, people that can run to the football because of the fact that if you don't, they're just outflank you with the number of uh, sets that they use. A lot of trip sets, trip open sets, and the, the young men throw the ball so much better today than they did back in the 70s because. There's so many camps going on, so many different types of situations, and then uh, they've changed the rules in high school where you could work with your athletes almost the entire year. You know, so it, it's it, it's just tremendously, and defenses have a hard time trying to catch up with the offensive sets right now. Jack Hens is on the line tonight on High School Football America, brought to you by USA Today High School Sports. And uh, uh, before we talk about that that magic number coming up, let's let's talk a little bit about this year's squad and maybe get some names in there of some kids. Uh, you know, certainly had a good year last year. What's uh, what's this year's Buck squad look like? Well, overall basis, you know, in 1989 we had a state championship. We were fortunate. You know, we had five Division One players on our team, and uh, of course the most notable one was Tim Ruddy that went to Notre Dame and played for the Miami Dolphins for 10 years. And, of course, uh, then we played against Terrell Pryor a few years ago, and he's probably the greatest athlete I thought we ever played against. You know? So we've been there four times, and unfortunately we lost three out of four. But it was a great experience for our community and our players, and we have a, a community that, 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 that backs us. Uh, you know, no matter where we play, we fill the stadium. You know, that's just unbelievable. But, uh, you know, the best thing is the kids bought into the program we did in 1970 and hasn't changed to this point right now and have – good assistant coaches, boys that have played for me. They know exactly, you know, what uh, uh, what I expect out of them. And uh, uh, I've given a lot of my responsibilities up. The, the, I used to call the plays. Now I have an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, and I have a special teams coordinator because the game has changed mm-hmm. so much faster now. But the players we have in this year's team are uh, we're very young up front. You know, we, uh, we lost our first game, but we won our last three in a row. So, you know, we have a big game coming up Friday night. And then... Hopefully that everything is going to work out for us as we progress down the season. We hope they get better uh, every week, and that's what our aim is, and we tell our players that, you know, because we try to use this as a game of life. Things are going to happen in life. You're going to get knocked down, and what are you going to do about it? Try to get back up and do the best you possibly can. 
Jack Hensis on the line, uh, 400 in the gun sights uh, coming up on Friday. You've got Carbondale, uh, could be the, the big one. Uh, is there a way to put into words what 400 means to you? Well, I hope that all the players at Wyoming area, especially those at Dunmore, will share that experience if we're fortunate on Friday night because they're the ones that uh, have done the things that have got us to this point, you know. Uh, the assistant coaches, many of the people that have coached me have become head coaches of other schools, uh, and I have a great I have a great staff right now that I hope that they will share this great, if we things go right, the enjoyment that we're going to have with it, and uh, I, hope that, I hope they share this great honor, not only for myself, but also for our school, our community, and all the players that have played for us in the past. Dunmore's Jack Hensis on the line, uh, 16th to 400 when he gets number 400. And I guess the last question, you talked about how, you know, you're you're up at 530, you're doing all these things involved with the church, you're, you're full <laughs> teaching load, and you're, you're the head coach. Uh, obviously, you're enjoying the heck out of it. H- how much longer do you have in you? Are you another McKissick who's going to go to 90 years old? Well, you know, everybody asks me that same, same question. Uh, sir, but I, I always just take one year at a time. You know, I've had uh, some, you know, little heart problems, and they, you know, with modern technology, they've corrected those. And uh, you know, I, I, I played high school football 158. I weigh about 162 right now. I watch what I do. I try to keep in the best shape I can, and I, I just take one year at a time. And someday, you know, I told our people at the school here that you think I'm not doing the job academically. And if you're not, I'm not doing it. I can't motivate kids. Come and tell me I'll be the first guy to say it's time to leave. But right now I'm enjoying it, and I'm all fired up for Friday night and for the rest of the season. Again, that's Jack Hensis uh, going for number 400 tomorrow night as uh, Dunmore takes on Carbondale. All right, we go from 400 wins to a guy that won 200 just a couple of weeks ago. Yes, Eric Moore from Center Grove in Greenwood, Indiana, just south of Indianapolis, is on the line to talk about uh, his team that he has built kind of from the ground floor up in the very tough Metropolitan Interscholastic Conference there in Indianapolis. They are number 18 in the latest High School Football America Top 25. They're going after their second state championship, and uh, Coach Moore has done a lot of interesting things to get the Trojans to be the top team in Indiana at this point in the season. Welcome to the show, Coach. Oh, great to be on the show with you. Very proud uh, of our program and very honored to be on the radio with you. Now, for the listeners, uh, Coach Eric Moore uh, began his career as a head coach down in Florida and uh, moved up to Indiana, back to Indiana. And, Coach, I did a little research, and when I uh, one of the stories I read about you was when you uh, showed back up in Indiana to, to check out the Center Grove facilities and whatnot. You, you didn't kind of find the program that exists in 2015. Why don't you take a little bit of time here to explain to the listeners exactly the state of Center Grove football back there in 1999? Well, you know, we are uh, – you, you can see Lucas Oil – stadium from our stadium so we're about five miles south of indianapolis so uh this is a football area that coming from a hotbed that we came from in florida you know take this job was a little risky uh, i can remember standing on the hill looking down there was a barn and a grass field and a you know a decent little football area but to the left and, and our wonderful high school Snowball high school was about a seven million dollar basketball you know uh, pavilion that was you know it was like it was like a palace in, in the middle of nowhere compared to the football stadium. So I, saying, I, just, I really thought at that time, I said, I don't think I can, I can take this job. Uh, football doesn't seem important, but boy, I was wrong. Our youth program is as strong as any youth program in the Midwest. Uh, I have two huge middle schools that feed into a school of over 2,600 kids. Uh, 
uh, our academics is second to none. Uh, my my youth football league has six grass fields lit. Um, there are you know two thousand kids playing youth football. Um, the it is the show on Friday night. We have the biggest crowd, the most fun crowd in the state of Indiana. We play in the best conference in the state, the Metropolitan Indianapolis Conference, which is I've been told by several Division One coaches that recruit here heavily that uh, it's one of the best conferences in the country. Uh, we have. NBA players come out of the basketball programs. We have baseball players go to the major leagues, and we have NFL football players come out of our conference. So this is second to none type of conference. But really, what I'm most proud of is that I have I have true student athletes. We we feel like we're the Stanford or the Northwestern of the high school football system. So uh, you know we got here and it was a little bit simple. I run a wing T offense, and uh, you know it wasn't real popular in this state. Uh, at that point, they, they couldn't do much of anything to nothing in the offseason. Uh, our field wasn't the best field I've ever played on. The stadium wasn't the best stadium I've ever been in. But my athletic director, John Zwitt, said, if you come, you know, we'll build it. Uh, <laughs> a little cliche there. And, and, and they did. And people come in there in the five to 7,000 range every Friday night. Uh, we have unbelievable crowds. We have helicopters and drones and everything you can imagine, replay boards. Uh, in 2003, uh, we had the first turf field in the state of Indiana College Pro or anything, the first, uh, you know, the, the field turf type field. Uh, the second year we were there, we went to the state championship. I can't tell you that really helped. People started believing sure. they'd never, ever been to a state championship before. And, wow, you know, the second year we're a program, we're, we're standing there in what used to be called the Hoosier Dome, if you remember that. Yep. And we're sure playing do. in the first ever state championship. Had a couple of injuries, got hurt. Got some kids hurt and uh, really didn't uh, have a great game that night, but at least we got there. And from that point on, it's been a downhill, you know, ride with excitement. Uh, we've had ten regional and ten semi-state appearances. We won the state championship in 2008, and this year, you know, we're rolling. The last five years, we've been in the semi-state, the Final Four game, uh, and actually, I, you know, it's not a real proud thing to say, but we've been beat on the last play of the game for the five years. So we could have been, honestly, could have been knocking on the door or been in that state title game six times. So very proud of that. When they've, since they really never had a powerful football program before my staff and myself got established here. But like I said, it all stems from that, you know, the youth program from 18 to 2,000 kids, uh, you know, six lit fields, beautiful grass fields. They don't play on turf, but believe me, there's still people in Southern Indiana know how to grow grass. <laughs> no doubt about that. By the way, I thought that field of dreams was in Iowa. I now found out it's in Indiana. You corrected me on that. Eric Moore <laughs> is on. <laughs> Eric Moore on the line tonight. He's the head coach at Center Grove High School in Indianapolis, outside of Indianapolis, south of the city there. And uh, you hit a lot of things there. And uh, let's let's go to the feeder program because we know how important feeder programs are. But you mentioned that boring offense, that wing T, and I grew up. Uh, North of Philly. I saw Tubby Raymond. You remember that? You ever heard of Tubby Raymond and <laughs> the Delaware Wing team? <laughs> I, worked, I worked for a man in Florida by the name of Jim Raflasco at Charlotte High School in Punta Gorda, Florida, my first head coaching job. And he worked on Tubby's staff in the earlier years. So I got the wing tee from the grassroots. So yeah, the good, uh, we've changed it a lot now. You got it from uh, the source. <laughs> yeah, we still huddle. We still have tight ends and we still, uh, you know, run the ball a lot. We don't spread much. We do we can, but we, uh, we, we're pretty traditional. And it's just tough. It's, you know, kids today don't practice tackling like mm-hmm. they used to, so it's hard to, 
hard to play a team that you got to tackle 45 times a game. Yeah, no. Well, that's what I was going to ask you. Let's take it to the youth level because I, I read that you have the system all the way down to the low level there. Um, how easy or hard is it to teach the kids the, the, the Delaware wing tee? Well, you know, we start from second grade in our second to sixth grade uh, programs. They all at least line up in the formations and call the things the, the same uh, terminology as we do. And then it just goes from there on how much they can do and what kind of plays they can run from it. We want them to have fun. Mm-hmm. We uh, mess with the defense a little bit where it's easier for the, the offense to block the defensive scheme. Uh, you're really not teaching them how to play a certain defense at that age and just blocking and tackling. But learning how to, to run the offense in a successful way is huge at that area. I started in November. Every November when we're done with the playoffs or the state championship, I have what I call Trojan Power Club. And that's from sixth to eighth or second to eighth grade, and we bring kids in two or three nights a week after school, and sometimes on Saturdays. And uh, they, it's, it's a club, and we do agilities and strength training and flexibility, and we really start teaching them about how to be a football player and how to be an athlete. I have over 30, 30 girls in my power club, too. None of them are football players. Most of them are soccer players. But people have bought into the fact that I, I want to train athletes. I am mm-hmm. the head track coach as well. We won a state championship in track with six boys in 2011. You think the movie Hoosiers was cool? You should hear the story about this track meet and that track team, the six men uh, defeating the powerhouse Lawrence Central Bears uh, with over 30 athletes in the track meet in the state track meet. That was awesome. So I think that helps uh, build our program. I've built it with a youth program and a, and a strong track program. We have no spring football in Indiana. It's the track of our spring football. So I run power club from November to May and the kids uh, work on their agilities and, you know, like I said, strength and training and balance and stuff like that. Uh, and then from that, that time we go into our summer camp series. I have wing tee camps uh, in the summer and try to teach the young kids, you know, and the coaches how to, how to develop skills to, to run the offense. I meet with the, the elementary coaches, the second through sixth grade every Monday night uh, throughout the summer for question and answer series. We watch tape and we just talk about football it's a great thing. It's a great community for football. I'm telling you, it's the only show in town. Uh, I think being south of Indianapolis, the Colts have really helped popularize football in the state of Indiana. It's got a lot better. The turf fields came to effect. The, so when the weather gets bad here in the next couple of weeks, you can still have quality football. I, again, Indiana was a basketball state. It's still a great basketball state, but I, I'm, anybody you ask now, it's a football state. We, we produce a lot of good football players, even within our system. So from the second to eighth grade level, that's pretty much how we do it. My middle schools uh, both hire all those coaches, and they all run the offense and defense that we ran to the high school. We teach that in the summer on Monday nights as well, and we have camps for them. So it, it's pretty boring. It's Everybody's doing the same thing. When our middle schools play each other, it's, it's real boring. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Eric Moore on the line tonight, uh, Center Grove High School in Indiana, uh, number 18 in the High School Football America algorithm rankings this week. They've been there for uh, several weeks in a row. And by the way, Coach, I think you've now gone into a very exclusive club. Uh, DeSoto's Todd Peterman was a uh, a pole vaulter in, in high school, and he's the only one that mixed football and track up until this point. So you Whatever that club is, you you and Todd are a part of that. But let's uh, let's talk a little bit about um, the Metropolitan Conference, and you know I, I know about it. We've talked about it a little bit on the show, but um, I, I think it deserves. I mean, people have heard of Carmel, and they've heard of Warren Central, and obviously what you guys have done. But kind of give that snapshot of how good the football there is in Central Indiana. Well, people, you know, as you go through Indiana, you would think, well, they're just little cornfield high schools, and when there is probably about two hundred and fifty of those. And guys do a great job of coaching. 
the guys do an unbelievable job of coaching around the state, around the city of Indianapolis. We have major uh, Catholic schools, Indianapolis Cathedral, who's always nationally ranked and does a great job and has several NFL players that came out of that school. But the Metropolitan School uh, Conference is, is big schools. It's the, you know, from busing and pulling kids out of the inner city and giving them better opportunities in the suburban areas. Uh, it, it doesn't pertain to us because we're not in Marion County where Indianapolis is. We're right on the line. We're, again, we're like two miles away from all the fun. But the schools are, they range from 2,800 to almost 5,000 students, North Central, Carmel, Warren Central, Ben Davis. They have huge 1,200 student uh, freshman academies. Uh, so these are big facilities. And when coaches come through here, they can't believe the, the facilities, actually. When they see our basketball arena, it's, it's, it's beautiful. It's one of the nicest high school basketball arenas. Other people have these indoor facilities that that colleges would die for. And, you know, it gets cold up here. There's not much to do. So the indoor track is huge. And the facilities you can train football players year-round, speed and stuff like that for track and uh, any indoor sport year-round. And most all the schools in our conference have that. We are in the, in the progress of uh, building that. I've been the only guy that hasn't had that, that ace in the hole is the indoor facility. But we're going to get that. And, man, in two years when we get that done, look out because we're going to go right to the top. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Eric Moore on the line uh, picked up his 200th career win a couple of weeks ago. And let's let's dive into this season. You've already, uh, in, the, in the conference, beaten uh, the two top teams, uh, Carmel and, and Warren Central, uh, both close games. And we'll talk about how you guys have to do a part two sometimes when it comes to the playoffs. But let's, let's discuss a little bit about uh, some of the kids on the team. Let's start on the offensive side of the ball first and give the listeners some names of some kids that, you, that have done an outstanding job to get you to this point and hopefully can lead you to it a championship game well we're we're uh honored to have our two-year starting quarterback joey siderwitz whose father uh joe siderwitz uh happens to be our quarterback coach his father bill siderwitz is a longtime 40-year veteran coach in the state of indiana hall of fame the stadium in martinsville named after him and so uh, getting his grandkid to play on our team is a huge success and he leads us and you know he's not a division one type kid he'll be, he'll be a division three all-america and have a great time, and I can't wait to watch him down the road. We have an offensive tackle, six foot three, three hundred twenty pounds, John Richardson. Uh, he's a senior, and, and he pretty much maintains our line uh, with uh, Nick Davis, a two-year starting guard. Uh, we have a, a nice tight end at six two, two hundred forty pounds, Corey Heinrichs. Uh, our split ends are very fast track kids, Zach Smith and uh, Quentin Steersman. We feature, you know, the three back system where we run five backs actually. Uh, the main key back is uh, junior Titus McCoy. Uh, he's being recruited by a lot of people right now. He's on the radar. He had 320 yards last Friday night against a very, very good Lawrence Central team with great athletes and great with, with great speed. Uh, but just being patient and running the football downhill, he has great moves. Uh, he really uh, he can catch the football. So he's going to be a name next year as a senior and be a national recruit. And uh, Jackson Holt and Trevor Holt, the Holt brothers, are our wingbacks and halfbacks. Uh, not much size, but great speed for both of them. Again, they're track kids. My whole backfield and receivers, all my especially kids are track kids. So we come into school, we come into the summer in good shape. In 2000, uh, I think it was about 2006, they changed the rules in Indiana where you could do some football stuff. We have track 12 practices in the summer. So that's really helped football come a long ways. And with that, it's helped recruiting. Uh, on our defensive side of the football, uh, we feature two uh, Division One commit, one committed Division One player. The name of Cameron Tidd. Cameron was a state champion discus thrower as a junior, another track kid, um, and he's committed to Vanderbilt already. 
Uh, he's got tremendous size at 6'4", 265, runs well. He's already got three block kicks uh, and, and about a half a dozen sacks. Next to him is the national recruit, Javon Swan. Uh, Javon has had over 50 offers. Uh, he will be visiting Stanford this weekend. Uh, Cameron is a 395 student. Javon's a 4.05 student in the 4.0 system. So our kids are smart and athletic and tough. Javon is 6'4", about 260 again, runs well. He's got about five or six sacks and a couple pass, uh, pass breakups. He's blocked two punts and actually scored on one. So uh, our front two are fiercely competitive. Uh, you throw in there a junior 6'2", 225-pound Dan Root, our front line is, is where we live. Our linebackers, our senior linebacker, Jackson Holt, uh, Jackson Sodrell, 6'2", 220-pound. You know, he's a division late, maybe MAC-type Division One recruit. Uh, runs well and has great physical attributes. Junior Bailey Bailey Bennett is another six foot two, two hundred pound, super athletic linebacker. Uh, has a interception, two interceptions, one for a touchdown. Our, our youth is in our secondary, except for one corner. Actually, they're not. They've grown up. I, you tend to forget that they've been there so long. <laughs> our two corners are our seniors. One corner is six foot three, uh, Blake Moran, and the other corner is six two, uh, Nate Pence. And they've been starters for two years, and they do a great job defending the run and pass. And our strong safety is a senior, uh, Connor Steed, five foot eight. Today, I told him he should be a NASCAR driver. As, as physically <laughs> strong as he is, and tough. He's got the best abs I've ever seen in a football player in my life. So uh, we have a great time on defense. That's our mainstay. We shut teams down. We can defend the run obviously really well. Uh, sometimes we give up a little more than we'd like in the past passing game, but eventually. Uh, you know, you go back to the honey Honeywell too often and we'll get you on a big sack or we'll, or we'll intercept the pass or we'll make a big hit on a receiver. So uh, we do just enough to get by on the pass defense, but our run defense is pretty unstoppable. We've already faced five Division One running backs this year and no one's ever broke the 50-yard mark on. That ain't, two that, that ain't one bad. Kickers. No, no, no. We have two Division One kickers, one punter and Drew Conrad, a foot three, 175-pound kid. He's uh, looking at Miami of Ohio. <clears throat> Cincinnati, uh, uh, Colgate, I think, has offered him, and Boston College. Uh, also, my kicker is Nate Nathaniel Snyder. He's got a 53-yard field goal this year, and he just got back from Minnesota, and they're one guy away from probably offering him. So we're excited about our kicking game as well. Uh, you're making my job easy here, Coach. I just wind you up here, give you a little softball, and off you go. So it <laughs> makes it good. Well, let's. Uh, I got two more here for you. And we're, by the way, folks, talking to Eric Moore tonight, the head coach at uh, Center Grove in Indiana, uh, one of the top teams in the country, uh, going after a second state championship for the school. And, and I mentioned earlier, a couple of weeks ago, you got number 200. I'm sure you're going to use some coach speak here and deflect on it a little bit. But uh, what does it mean to you personally and to the program? Because many of your wins came at uh, at Center Grove. Yeah, well, you don't have to repeat that because you cut out on me there for a second. <laughs> you oh. had a little bit of fifteen second blank. Okay. Uh, there, so uh, okay. I apologize. Well, we'll do it. I can. I can. If if it doesn't work this time, we'll make an edit. But no, what I was saying was, um, you know, I talked about it that you, you won your two hundredth a, a couple of weeks ago. I said you're probably going to use some coach speak and deflect, uh, you know, the accolades on that. But and most of the wins came at, at Center Grove. What does it mean to you personally and to the program? Well, there's a couple, three things that are important when you win football games. And when you win 200, I think uh, it's not what I don't think high school coaches particularly look at the number 200, but it is a number that's sort of reverence of if you can get to that number, you've probably done a pretty good job. One, you have to have great assistant football coaches. 
have to be in a facility that, that, that wants football with great administration, athletic directors and principals. You have to be in a city or a, a, a town or school that, that worships the game that, that's going to give you what you need to win. Obviously, you've got to have players. And I think we've had all those in effect. In Florida, it was the same as the here is in Center Grove. But uh, I'm most proud of we played a very competitive schedule here uh, in Indianapolis and a very competitive schedule in Florida. So I really am proud, and a lot of people have reminded me of that. Uh, and it's been fun talking about the fact that we've beaten so many quality teams. Uh, there for a stretch, like eight years, uh, we, had, we had beaten the state champion. And we hadn't won it, but we had beat them in the regular season. <laughs> and things like that that make it make you proud of that number. The number just stands for one. I'm getting very old. It's 54 <laughs> years old. <laughs> it's time to go sell cars or do something else. Um, maybe mow my yard. Uh, you just made me old. I'm 55. I didn't realize it was old until you just told me I was. Now, go ahead. Keep going. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. And, and it, just, it just stands for uh, good quality kids that believe in a program. I, you know, like every young coach, you're always told if you do it the right way, the winds, the winds will come along, and you never believe that. <laughs> you just never believe that. Uh, we work hard. We're a seven-day-a-week uh, coaching program here. Our kids are here six days a week in the season. Uh, we don't probably do much different than most great programs throughout the country, but we do stress academics, and uh, our kids are good, well-behaved kids. They go to college, and they're successful. They're lawyers. They're doctors. They're dentists. They're flying B-15 fighters in Afghanistan tonight, bombing ISIS. You know, we've got them everywhere, and I'm very proud of all those young men that have played for me. We have a military board in our in our, in our huge team room. has all the pictures of our kids that were Trojan football players who are now serving our country or have served in the past. So we try to hit it all as, we, as it goes to the uh, total program effort there. But it takes all that to win 200 games. Yep. And again, you got to be a little bit lucky. That's for sure. You build a tradition here and uh, there, I should say. And, and let's wrap up with one question. You, you, you touched on it a little bit there, and we I think I did earlier in the show, you know, the Metropolitan Conference, so darn good. You get to the postseason, so you've, you've gotten somebody in the regular season, and there's a pretty darn good chance one of the big teams you're going to meet somewhere, state semis or maybe before that. What's it like to have to go through, you know, a team twice to, to win a state championship well this isn't a baseball conversation but yogi Berra said it the best i guess it's deja vu all over again. <laughs> <laughs> very well said <laughs> you know it's like uh it's sometimes it's like returning to the scene of the crime I, you know we tell the kids and the coaches uh it's tough you go through this conference schedule and then you turn around and the last three you know actually the state game the semi-state game the regional game is all going to be conference opponents again because they all win in the, in the tournament and it ends up being the same five and six teams you know the 6a is the highest classification in indiana and there's only 24 of us i think and uh you know the, the main ones are right here in indianapolis so we end up having a meat market within ourselves uh one team the carmel team gets to go to the north and they usually come out of the north bracket we uh go to southern indianapolis bracket and we we have we, we we go through the southern state, but there's only like four six eighteens from Indianapolis to the Kentucky line. So we pretty much play everybody that we that like you said that we played in our conference. So you know for us to win this year, we will have to re rebeat Warren Central and probably uh, a Ben Davis or a, a Cathedral just to get to play probably Carmel. So yeah, you're going to redo your schedule the first four games of your of your season in the playoffs. And it's tough. 
Uh, and again, it's a numbers game and who's healthy. Um, we seem to come alive in the playoffs. And, and again, I think it's uh, it's our, our offense that we play. You know, you can play defense in any weather, but it's hard to play offense when it gets cold and snowy. Last year, about 17 degrees in that semifinal game. Uh, ben Davis had beat us 28 to nothing in the regular season. And uh, if it wouldn't have been for one pulled hamstring, uh, you know, we got beat 45-42 in the last play of the game. So we seem to compete better. The Trojans come out when it gets cold. Got Eric Moore on the line tonight, head coach at uh, Center Grove. We're going to wrap things up here. And you mentioned Cathedral, and it just popped me one more question, which is they go, they pop up um, from five to six this year, and and you have them in the the, the finale, <laughs> the regular season. <laughs> so you're kind of in the play. I, I mean, do you like that fact that you have? Uh, it, it's a nothing game as far as the regular season. It's not a conference game, but does that is that something you like going into the postseason? Well, this year it could be the game to, for the for a uh, perfect season, you know, right? That it could be it could be the number the number nine games to make us nine zero for the season. Uh, no, nah, we couldn't get the Colts or Purdue or IU to play. So <laughs> yeah, no cupcakes. We decided to go get Cathedral. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. And now they're six A. And when we when we did the contract, you know, they were a great five A four A program. Uh, again, they're nationally ranked and every year, and they're they're, they're it's awesome what they do uh, and the way they get kids to play and, and the kind of athletes they have. So we say, what a better way to go into playoffs and play another great team. There's nothing on the line. And then, wham, uh, they changed the rules in our state. If you're a <laughs> Catholic League team and you, you win two in a row, you get moved up, and they did. So they got moved up. So now we have the opportunity to play in game nine. And if they win and we win, we'll see you again in game 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So, <laughs> the Yogi so, uh, Berra thing, the the Yogiism was a perfect one, especially in light of his, yeah. uh, his passing lately. But, hey, um, you know, Coach, thank you for coming on and, and shedding some light on your program. We're, we're proud to have you where we have you in the rankings there. You've obviously uh, you've done some things right. The algorithm doesn't lie, at least <laughs> at this point it doesn't <laughs> lie. So we're glad to have you here, and congratulations on, on all the success you've had, 200 wins and, and best. Best of luck uh, going down the stretch into the postseason. Well, you know, again, we thank you for uh, allowing us to be on the radio. And, again, I just can't tell you that the great parents, the great families, and the great student-athletes I have the honor of coaching here. Again, it's a privilege to be at Center Grove High School. We we do prepare kids to go to college. Uh, we're a fun fun team to watch. So if you're ever in Indianapolis, just drive about five miles south of the city. So you see the lights on top of the hill and come on in and go Trojans. Well, I, I think I'll do that. I had Kevin Wright on uh, the other week. Uh, down, He's now at IMG, obviously. He was the Carmel coach there for a while, as you know. Yeah. And I said, I the only Indiana game I've ever seen was actually in Sheridan, believe it or not. <laughs> Little tiny Sheridan. So i, I got to step up and go to 6A, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All Kevin right, does coach. a great job. I'm, I'm happy for him there. He's a good friend of mine. All right. Well, we appreciate you joining us tonight. Again, best of luck, and we'll talk to you soon. You're listening to High School Football America. Instant replays on a high school football sideline? Seriously? Yes. The future is here with Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System. Echo's cutting-edge technology was the first to the market two years ago. Echo delivers instant replay to your sideline on an iPad within seconds of a play being finished so that you can make tomorrow's coaching changes today. This NFHS-approved product may be the biggest change in high school football since the invention of the helmet. Coaches, you'll gain a competitive edge by adding Echo 1612's Instant Replay Sideline System to your coaching toolbox. 
How cool is this? The Echo Instant Replay Sideline System works with both your current booth and end zone cameras. Plus, and this is an important point, Echo works without any cellular connection, data plans, or internet. The list of high school football programs using Echo 1612 system is growing daily, meaning your opponent may already have a game time advantage. You don't want to be left out, do you? The Echo 1612 advantage is simple. Echo plus an iPad equals instant replay on your sideline that improves your game planning. Seriously, you'll be making coaching adjustments in real time, not the day after. Except no copycats, Echo 1612 is the best on the market. Echo 1612's cutting-edge technology helps you make tomorrow's adjustments today. Learn more at Echo1612.com. turf rubber pellets be gone. The debris inhibitor razor is a seamless outer sock that was specifically designed to keep crumb rubber and other fine debris from artificial or grass playing surfaces out of an athlete's shoes and socks, thus keeping such debris out of gym bags and locker rooms. The razor, spelled R-A-Z-U-R, is favored by athletes who want the look of tape, by trainers who no longer have the time to tape only for show, and by moms who no longer want that crumb rubber in the house. The debris inhibitor razor is made in America. It's 70% nylon and 30% spandex, making it extra lightweight and very durable. And it's backed by a one-year performance guarantee. The debris inhibitor razor covers just the right amount of a player's shoe while keeping those shoelaces tight. It's fully customizable, machine washable, and more importantly, it's easy to get on and off. The Debris Inhibitor Razor comes in 23 colors and sizes are youth, medium, large, and for that extra big foot, extra large. Founded in 2010 by former University of Mississippi All-SEC football player Carl Hoppy Langley III, Southern Sport Inc. created the Debris Inhibitor to improve athletic performance by protecting athletes, allowing them to look and feel better with technically advanced products engineered with superior fabric construction, patented design, and proven innovation. Get a discount on your order by using the High School Football America code HSFA when you order at TDIRazor.com. That's Razor spelled with a U at TDIRazor.com. Listen up, football coaches. You need to check out a new scouting film solution called Crossover. That's Crossover with a K. Crossover Intelligence for Football gives you the edge you need to defeat your opponents. They not only break down and analyze scouting games for you, but they give you interactive tendency reports to diagnose your opponent's strengths and weaknesses. Crossover is your personal advanced scout, accessible from any mobile device or PC, and even integrates with your existing film platform like Huddle. Just transfer your scouting film from your existing video exchange service to the Crossover website, and in as little as 12 hours, your film will be completely indexed and tagged. Each play will become its own clip, allowing you to search the footage for anything you'd like. Their interactive down and distance reports will let you visualize your opponent's play calls in every situation or formation. Crossover Intelligence will give you the scouting edge you need to defeat your opponents. Go to crossover.com forward slash football to sign up for a quick five-minute demo to see how it can work for your team. That's Crossover with a K, crossover.com forward slash football.
High school sports fans, check out USA Today High School Sports, America's leading platform for high school football. The Super 25 team rankings and expert American Family Insurance All USA list have been determining the best of the best nationally and locally for more than three decades. Be sure to check out USA Today, HSS.com, the best in the game for everything high school football. All right, that's going to do it. Thanking our guest on the show tonight, Jack Hensis from Dunmore High School. Good luck going for number 400 tomorrow night. And Eric Moore from Center Grove High School in Indiana. Check them out. See how they do this weekend. The number 18 team in the High School Football America Top 25. All of our scoreboards, top 25 and state-by-state, powered by ScoreStream at HighSchoolFootballAmerica.com. Also, don't forget to check out our partners at USA Today High School Sports at usatodayhss.com throughout the weekend. And check out all of our partners. Echo, get instant replay on your sideline system with Echo 1612. Learn more at echo1612.com. Get those game films broken down for you. Save yourself time and money. Crossover.com forward slash football. Crossover with a K. Oh, yeah, yeah. You get a free demo and a lot of time savings there for you. You can go back to what you do, which is coaching, and get your pink spot. Hats for Breast Cancer Awareness Month from TDI Razor, the Southern Sport People, TDIRazor.com, R-A-Z-U-R, TDIRazor.com, and you can get a discount using the code HSFA. Thanking Scott Z back in Ohio for keeping the show running smoothly for now. This is Jeff Fisher saying good night and good sports from Southern California. You've been listening to High School Football America on the Artist First Radio Network.